got nothing going on, man. It's been a it's been a fast week, I guess. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, just kind of winding the school year down with the kids. To be honest, just trying to get everything knocked out. We had a uh, we had a little mini crisis last not last night but the night before. I guess Brody did a uh, he did a project for one of his class from one of his final projects for class, and it created two thousand clips of video i guess somehow i guess it was every frame that they sh- that was shot on the video yeah a short video five minutes or something like that and somehow he didn't know what he did but he copied and pasted it or transferred it all to his desktop so Ooh. it was taking like this computer was lagging he thought he just completely crashed or something like that i don't know oh wow he was having a meltdown <laughs> oh my god oh my god and then it was the the you know i gotta study for a math test i don't have time for this and it was like of course, it was at like nine o'clock at night that he decided to do all this, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, this is what happens when you wait to do all that crap." No, oh, yeah. Crisis averted, and uh, everything turned out just fine. But well, it was good. a matter. Of, it was a it was a teachable moment that you yes. know with your children were saying, "If you don't know what you're doing with technology, don't do it. <laughs> Ask somebody else or learn about it first before you do it." <laughs> nah, just wing your way through it. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, there's there's times and places for that, right? Oh, yeah. To try to link it and just kind of mess with it and make sure you're not, you know, screwing around with it. But yeah, he did something really funky with his laptop. But mm. Got that squared away. Let's see. Other than that, everything's A-OK. I guess I don't have any funny stories this week. Nothing, knock on wood, nothing too crazy has happened. So kind of yeah. a down week, I guess. How about you? What's going on with you? Not too much. I, no, no going in the office this week, so it was kind of nice. Yeah, that's good. The week just kind of yeah, like you said, it flew by. No, yeah, not not very much drama. Yeah, see exactly. Something's something's going on. That means something bad's about to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Like, oh, no, <laughs> twice as bad next week. <laughs> well, let's see. I did I did go into the office one day this week. I have to. Oh, I guess that's kind of. Uh, I have to do. I had to volunteer for. Uh, I had to teach a junior achievement class. Well, I have to do that down in the city. It's part of our CRA initiative. Yeah. The bank. So I got to go down there. I was like, oh boy, I better, I better bring the crappiest car we got and the, the Kevlar and <laughs> make sure I get out while there's still daylight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see. It's, I don't know how you do junior achievement with kindergartners. I have to teach a classroom of kindergartners, and they're going to be hard to keep their attention on this stuff. To be honest with you, so yeah, that that seems a little young for it because I my kids did it. I think in fifth grade. It's it's K through. I think it's K through eight. Either the K through eight or K through six. One of the one of the two. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. And I was like one of the later ones to volunteer because I got I got blasted on an email list. It says you have not put in your CRA hours yet, and I'm like, that's because every time they ask for volunteers, it's the same people that volunteer all the time. Because I guess they enjoy it, or they like, you know, having people pat them on the back for being that type of person. And like, I try to volunteer for stuff that's closer to home because we do some CRA stuff here, right around where I live, and it's for stuff I wouldn't mind teaching. It's for, and it's for adult education, as far as you know, how to manage credit, you know, budget stuff like that. That's just simple financial stuff 101 and it's just like i don't i i could teach that with my eyes shut you know i could get screws through that in the evening at a, and it's at like a local library not too far from me but when you try to volunteer for that it's only like t- two slots open 
Yeah. And when you're asking a company that has a ton of people that work for it, it's like, well, what do you expect? Like, but then when you offer the stuff that nobody wants to do, which is teach kindergartners junior achievement. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people are like me, me, me. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's whatever I'll, I'll do it, get pushed through it, be done with it. And then, um, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah. And, sounds like uh, fun. And then uh, on Saturday night, I got to work a double shift at the uh, parish picnic. I'm working the Chuckaluck. Do you remember Chuckaluck from back in the day? No. Sounds familiar, you don't but remember I don't remember Chuck- what it was. So Chuckaluck is the game. It's a wheel that has dominoes on it, where okay. it has like a domino of a one, one, and a two, or one, or one, two, three. Yeah. And remember, there was this, there's that you put um, paper down or something down that's like laminated that has numbers one through six on it, and you put a dollar on it, and you spin the wheel. And if it lands on your number, let's say it had triple ones, and yeah. you put a dollar on one, you get three more dollars. So you okay. play played one dollar to win three, so you walk away net four, right? Yeah. But if you put it up if you put a dollar on one, it comes up triple six, you just lose your dollar. So yeah. church gambling. Church gambling, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. Church gambling with beer. Exactly. <laughs> so it'll be a, and hopefully it's a good time. I enjoy working that. So I, it, I enjoy taking people's money. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't bother me. It's so funny how different denominations of the same branch of religion are so different. Yep. Because like there's like our church does a trivia night. There's no alcohol at it. And there's certain things they can't do because they're games of game of chance and it's considered gambling. So, yeah. I, I always find it funny. Oh yeah, no, no, the, the Catholics. We 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 gotta. <laughs> we want you to drink more, so you'll gamble more, so we'll take more of your money. Yeah, <laughs> just like the casinos, dude. <laughs> I I always joke because like, n- is there beer trivia night? No, but the church I grew up in, we had kegs <laughs> built into the the gym. <laughs> Yes, they keg were. lines. Yeah, it's built onto the side of the walk-in freezer that was filled with cans of beer. Yeah, where they also put the kegs to have the kegs of beer in the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And, yep. A little and bit then different, right? One dollar drafts at fish fry. Yeah, exactly. See, so yeah, it's it's it hasn't changed, sir. It's not. It's still the same. Yeah. Just make sure you take lots and gamble lots. Yeah. That's, that's what I'll be doing on the. That's my Saturday night shift. That's what I'll be doing. So we are doing a, a volunteer thing on Saturday too. Um, out in Wright City, like twenty minutes past us, is a place called Righteous Rides, and mm-hmm. they rent out vans to missionaries that come back into the United States and don't have a way to travel because they don't own a car anymore. So, okay. so we go and we like detail the the vans for them. Okay. So it, it's a lot of fun. Um, kids really get into it. Um, mm-hmm. Good or, good organization. It's just something we enjoy doing every year when it pops up that's cool yeah that's on a, that's on like a saturday night you said Sa- saturday morning oh saturday morning okay not a bad way to spend a saturday morning right no no you gotta, you gotta try to you know because well do your kids well at least your oldest for high school does she have to do volunteer hours and meet a certain amount of hours i think she does um well she does uh key clubs so she does stuff for that anyway um mm-hmm. I think I think she's part of the National Honor Society, so she has to put in so many hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's part of it. Yeah, and that Honor Society has that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's just one of those things. It's good, good for the kids to do stuff like that. It's just, it just was never a requirement for us. Yeah, that's all I know. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's kind of all I can catch up with you on. And then uh, I didn't write. I I haven't had any chances to. Uh, 
get anything. Oh, the thing we do need to talk about that mm-hmm. did happen last week was free comic book day. Yes. Was that something you had written down? Um, yeah, I did. I, I didn't have it written down, but I wanted to talk about it. But first, sure. let's. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, the beer, the beer, the beer of the week, or what do we got yes. here? Um, it's good news. Hazy IPA. It's called the local six three six. Okay, cool. Six percent alcohol. I got four pack of it from the brewery, but they're starting to distribute now. I, I saw. I picked up a four pack of one of their. I think sours from uh, Schnooks. Okay. See, I, your Schnooks must get a lot of the local stuff, like because the the Schnooks that I go to, like I have two Schnooks that I go to. Mm-hmm. The one up here by me doesn't carry very much local anything, to be honest with you. Their beer selection is pretty, you know, it's Bud or, you know, it's a Budweiser or a Miller or, yeah. or Cole. That's what they really got. But uh, the one that I go out to across the bridge on your side of the river, I the one I've, I frequent, it, ha- it has a lot, but it never has what you what you say you get. Like every time I, like one time you said you found a narrow gauge, I think one time at your Snooks, right? Um, not at mine, the, the oh, Lake St. Louis one. Okay, but still on yeah. your side of the river, you yeah. know, I, which I would expect that. And then you're saying you found good news. See, no, I don't ever see anything that you say that when the ones you you visit, yeah, like, step yeah, I don't ever get to see them. So, but yeah, no, I need to. I still, I was, I've been, <laughs> I just can't get my butt up there to go get. I need to go to narrow gauge and pick up some stuff. Yeah, never get around to it. But I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. But yeah, no, uh, talk to me about your adventures on Free Comic Book Day. So we hit two shops. We hit Comic Relief, which is one that you and I used to go to frequently. Um, They limit what you can get unless you make purchases. And then like for every $5 you spend, you can get an additional free comic. Um, I don't even even remember all of them I got at this point. Um, I got the DC one, which is setting up their little horror crossover they're doing. Yeah. Nightmare, um, ter- nightmare, night terror, or something like that. Something like that, called. yeah. But it's it's night, like dark night, yeah. Like with the K, so night terror. I think that's what that one was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got the new Jeff Lemire image book. I haven't read that yet, though. Um, um, there's an Umbrella Academy one. I got that. I think that was pretty much it. Um, but then I I bought them. A bunch of books too, just because I forgot to put them on my pull and hold, and my my shop wasn't getting them. So, like, I finished up the Kevin Smith Quick Stops. Um, I picked up his other one called Masquerade that he wrote with uh, Andy McElfrin, who does uh, Educated with him. Education. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't read any of those yet either. Um, and then we went to to Bugs Comics out here and picked up a couple more of the free Comic Book Day stuff that we didn't get from Comic Relief. And when we were there, they had half off on trade, so I bought Flashpoint. So that's probably what I'm going to after I finish Metal. So are you liking Metal so far? I finished the first trade today. Um, Well, I read the Dark Days, the prequel book. Mm -hmm. Um, There were it. It was a weird book because it had two standalone issues, and then it had two issues of Final Crisis, I think, and then just one of the Snyder Batman books and kind of random things it pulled from. And so reading yep. that first, I felt so lost. Yeah. The the standalone issues were fine, but it was like issues six and seven of Final Crisis. Mm-hmm. So I had absolutely no clue what was going on. But then once I finished the actual metal trade, 
it all made sense where they were pulling it all from. And I like the fact that they went back and found all these loose threads from all these old stories and kind of pulled them all together to make this overall story. Yeah. Um, After reading the full New 52 Snyder run, I was a little let down by it. Some of the stories in his New 52 run were so good. Mm -hmm. This one had moments that I really enjoyed, but moments where I'm just like, "This, this is pretty far out there. It's it gets weird. I agree with you. It's weird, and I, I that's why I said about metal. I was like, I liked it, but it's weird. But the art that's why I, I just like the art. It's just, yeah, the it's art, just, the art was really it's like good. A, it's like a, a classic rock, like you know, yeah, just me- death metal. You know, it's, it's what it, metal, right? That's where they kind of pull their inspiration from. Even though it's more about the inth metal, like, like yeah. what Hawkman stuff's made out of and everything. Yeah. So I like how they kind of combine the two, but really, it's just Capullo killing it on the art. What I like the most about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, you'll, you still got a little bit to go, so I'm just curious what your final review of all of it will be. Um, yeah, so I have the next trade, which is uh, one of the side mini series, and it's got another standalone issue in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to doing that because it referenced it in the main book a little bit. Okay. So when Flash and Cyborg show up together, I had no clue what was going on, but it said, mm-hmm. read this other book. Yeah. So the, so the reading order I saw, I could have gone, and but I didn't want to jump back and forth between the the two trades yeah 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 no that's, that's i hate when they do that i i'd rather just have a full on the full this is the metal read it and, and you read it as it was supposed to be read in specific order yeah and I'm, I'm, i don't know if they have an omnibus out for it that has it all but that would be yeah. a good way to do it but the x-men books the dawn of x hickman run that's mm-hmm. what they did was like the first trade was like the first issue of the six books they released and then you could just read them in order that way where it, it didn't necessarily all tie together, but when it did, you had it all in one spot. Mm-hmm. So, so, all right. So yeah, no, um, in regards to my free comic book day adventures was mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I had dropped my daughter off at dance class. And so one of the old school comic shops in our area called the fantasy shop, uh, there was one that's not too far from the class there. It's on your side of the river. Yeah. And I went there and I was like, you yeah. know, I was running and grab a couple books. I'm sure they'll do the same thing where you limit to two books or whatever. Yeah. Like I told you the line to get in the shop was ridiculous. It, I'd never seen a line like that for free comic book day. I was like, I thought the whole point is to get people in your shop. So they grab their books, but also just browse because usually you have a sale yeah. that day. Yep. and get people to buy other product in your store. They weren't even letting people do that. They were making people wait, I guess, come get their two books, and then I guess they were, I don't even know if they were being allowed to shop. Maybe there was a capacity limit. I didn't even see what was going on inside the shop. Yeah. Uh, you could see there. they did post a sign outside that was limiting people to two books. I was like, that's just what I thought. Yeah. Do. Um, so I was like, okay, no thanks, not going to do that. Yeah, When once you texted and told me that... We uh, changed our plans because we were going to hit that after Comic Relief, and we didn't. Yeah, and then so after that, I had to make a <laughs> made a Costco run after that. But then I had, I had still had some time to kill away till my daughter got out of class. So I think you texted me that you're heading over to Comic Relief. I was going to see if I could just rendezvous with you there. I was just going to run into you if mm-hmm. you were there still. So I made my way over to Comic Relief, and that was nowhere near as busy as Fantasy Shop was. It no. was a it was still kind of crazy, and they're in their parking lot. Like, I, I love the fact that they have their new building that gives them a lot more space for more product to sell. Yeah. And they even had it where 
they had the main part of the shop and they had the back part of the shop where they were selling toys and trades and stuff like that that were on sale. Yeah. And uh, we had grabbed two books and I was out. To be honest with you, I just grabbed them real quick and I was out of there. Um, and I looked through the trades, but they didn't have – either it was stuff I already had or it was just stuff I had zero interest in. Um, so we got those books, picked her up, and then uh, we headed over to our, our library because the library was doing free comic book day too. Yeah. But what I learned from that was uh, mostly really geared towards children, like the, the kid books that they put out that day, like Smurfs yeah. and – whatever else they had put out. I think she grabbed a Smurfs book and something else. Yeah, I forgot the library did that because uh, the kids went last year to the library just by chance and happened to come across it. But we oh. didn't We didn't even try because, yeah, they said last year was mostly kid books that they weren't interested in. Yeah, and, and, and the thing with my library is it's on the way home. Like, yeah. I can't not go buy it to go home. So it's real, it's real simple to swing by there and grab stuff from them. And then after that, we did... Um, we did hit up Endless Comics, which is my uh, flourishing shop up here on my side of the river. And uh, man, it was, but it's the same day as we have a thing called uh, Valley of the Flowers. It's basically like, it's just a, a spring celebration, you know, where they mm. they bring in carnival rides. Yeah. There's a, the night, there's a big Knights of Columbus uh, common ground area where tons of carnival rides, food trucks, you know, it looks like a, a like a carnival out of a movie, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean, Something like that, or, or like those ones you'd see at the mall every once in a while. Eh, not, not, not even no. Yeah. I, I think of like a, I don't know, think of a movie where they have a, a like a fall festival or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what this thing is. But they also shut down Main Street. There's we have Old Town Florissant, which has Main Street on it, mm. and uh, that's where Endless is is on Main Street, and so they block the whole street off. You can't drive on the street, so oh. you have to go park in the neighborhood. No, it was fine. It, it yeah. makes it great. I mean, cause it was a beautiful day out and it had been raining yeah. or super swampy hot. Yeah. That would have sucked, but it was a beautiful day out. Everybody was being friendly and they were having a car show on main street. They mm-hmm. had put up an old classic car. So the kids were able to see some cars and then, um, so much foot traffic. So, yeah. so much foot traffic because it was just people either they were at the festival on the nights of Columbus grounds or they were walking through old town floors and just kind of seeing what's going on, you know, yeah. up and down the main street. Cause the, then the, there was like, you know, businesses were open and they were selling and stuff. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, we went in there and he, he wasn't limiting two books. He just, he, he said, I was like, I brought, it was me and two of my kids and I was like, just grab two, you know, just trying to not make sure we don't break the rules or anything like that. Yeah. And he's like, no, grab as many as you want, but take what you need. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, he's like, you know, try, you know, try to limit to five, but if there's other things you want, just, you're not going to hurt my feelings kind of thing. Yeah. But no, we, but that's between the three of us that I went, that's 15 books and I pretty much almost covered anything. And we, we left with less than that because there was just some things I didn't care about. Yeah. But, um, he was smart about it too. He was giving out tickets to kids, to kids only, just mm-hmm. trying to get kids interested in comics where they got a free comic, any comic in the store. Not oh, wow. uh, obviously not, not not wall books, but just new stuff. Yeah. Anything. Cause you know, it's four bucks, three bucks, four bucks, you know? Yeah. So, if this could get a kid interested in comics that he'll want to come back and keep reading it. That means mom and dad are coming back to the store, which means that could be a pull and hold. And if they do, you know, a pull and hold, that's continuous revenue coming in. So yeah, I get that. That's smart business. Man. Yeah. And then, and then he was doing like 25% off on trades and fun and stuff like that. And then he's, he's not just comic books. He's also doing the Pokemon cards. Cause yeah. I guess, again, I think we've talked about that before, how big Pokemon still is, mm-hmm. especially the cards. Yeah. And so having, having that kind of environment where there's kids going to the, 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 the festival carnival, whatever you want to call it. And then coming in there, if mom and dad and they see Pokemon cards, 
there you go. Another reason to have kids come into the shop whenever he has some new stuff coming in. So, yeah. but uh, I picked up that, I picked up my, our free books. Um, one of the kids got a, got a Funko because it was 20, that was like I said, 25% off. And it was a, it was a cool Funko though. It's a Miles Morales one. It's, yeah. Uh, one of his were his, it's, I think it's when one of the event in ultimate comics, mm-hmm. when I guess Peter dies, one of those ones, I guess, okay. which is on miles point of view of it, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's holding his mask in his hand, but the, the Funko comes with the comic book itself. That's cool. So it's two. Yeah. So it's like a two in one thing. And yeah. I'm like, you need to keep that one in good order. That's kind of a cool one. Cause she has them. She had a miles one, but she broke the arm off of miles. <laughs> so, Cause she's not, she's, a, she's, a, she's like, I'm a collector. Just like, you know, she likes, you know how kids like collect things like, oh, yeah. you know, so she keeps the boxes, but she takes them all out of the box. She plays. I'm like, they're yeah. toys. If you want to play with them, play with your toys. It's fine. Unlike all these adult nerds that keep them in the box, pristine, never come out. I get it. It's, yeah. But, but uh, she got that, and I picked up um, Green Arrow. Had just come out that week. Yep. So I picked up the new Green Arrow because I wanted to check that out. Um, I'm still getting, I think I'm on issue three of the Jonathan Kent book the adventures it's a limited series one of i think it's a six book series that's coming out so mm-hmm. i picked up number three yeah and then um uh, a trade i picked up superman smashes the clan have you ever heard of that book no i haven't it's supposed to be a classic superman trade like a, okay. one of those ones where it's like if you recommend someone to read what are some of the classic stories for superman that you'd want to pick up and that's one of them yeah. so I haven't read it. I don't know much about it at all, other than I've heard that I've heard of it so often, and I'm like, you know what? I think it turned out to be like ten bucks, you know, for the trade. And it's 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 not a digest. Remember how you had um, oh, what was the ones that you had that were in digest form? Uh, runaways, runaways. Yeah, I I always loved the fact that you had those in a digest form. They made them really fun to read that way. It, it made did. it quicker. It made it feel quick, and it just fit the fact that it was a younger reader book, I guess. Right? Yeah. And this is kind of in that format. It felt like one of those books where it's a little bit smaller like that. Cause I guess it's, it's more aimed for younger readers, I guess. Yeah. Um, here, Superman smashes. And it's such a weird name of it for it too. Right. Cause when you hear clan, you're like, Oh my God, the clan, you know, yeah. but it, it's, it has nothing to do with that. Um, okay, that's instantly what I thought of. Yeah. Right. And um, here uh, it's newer than you would think because it came out in October 2019. Okay. Well, it was written by the guy that did the Chinese Superman. Okay. Uh, was it Gene Luen Yang? I think that's about who did that, right? He I think so. Thing. So he's the writer of it. And I'm trying to find if I can get a synopsis for you. Uh, here it goes. In 1946, the Lees, a Chinese American family, moved from Chinatown to Metropolis suburbs in the wake of World War II. After the father, Dr. Lee, starts a new job at the Metropolis Health Department. The family faces overt and subtle racism as they settle into their new community, and the book focuses on the children, Tommy and Roberta. Uh, Roberta's true name is Lan Shin, but she uses the name Roberta for the ease of the white people around her. So while Tommy joins a local baseball team, he uses self-deprecating remarks to make friends. Um... Roberta struggles to fit in. The family is targeted by the local chapter. Well, it is. I guess it is the KKK. So yeah. the clan burns across on their lawn and tips to firebomb their house. And Dr. Lee tries to distance the Chinese family from the men, help them in the aftermath of the clan attack for the fear of being grouped in with them. And then, of course, it says, uh, you know, Tommy and Roberta find themselves uh, with new friends of Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane. Nah. And then, then Superman comes in. So, yeah, but see... Is it, but here, this is what it's based on, though. It's 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 based on 
a uh, 16-part episode from the Clan of the Fiery Cross, which was a radio serial from the Adventures of Superman, which ran from July, June to July in 1946 on the radio. Okay. So, yeah, no, it was just one of those things where um, I guess he pulled from something kind of old and made it a little bit new. Yeah. So it was. It says here, uh, Superman Smashes the Clan was the 2020 Harvey Awards winner for Best Children or Young Adult Book. Okay. So. I'm going to read it. I'm going to let you know if it's any good. If it's any good, I'll let you take a look at it, see what you think of it. It's just, um, and, and that's why I said, I, I don't know if it was supposed to be based off of, you know, KKK for, you know, based on their history, but this was a Chinese family. So I'm just, I'm learning more about it. I just know of it. Yeah. And the read, I'll be able to give you a better plot synopsis than that and kind of go in depth on it. And yeah. See if it's, you know, see if it's as good as people say, and yeah. which I, it's award winning. It's, it's been it's like I said, like if you go on Reddit and a lot of times on Reddit, they'll say, I'm new to comics. I like the movies. What should I read? And when they go Superman, this is one that pops up all the time. OK, so that's I recognize it from that. Yeah. So have you started? Have you read the Green Arrow yet? I have not. Um, last night <laughs> I sat down to finally this week because um, that junior achievement thing I was talking about, there's a, a booklet you have to read to be able to teach the class. Yeah. I'm read through that whole booklet because it's five lesson plans you have to teach. And then um, I was like, okay, finally now I have time to read my book. So I started with, uh, I wanted to get the free stuff out of the way first. So I read, um, there was a Ninja Turtles book that we picked up. Yeah. Um, and then I read the Jeff Lemire one. It's Fish Flies, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's it. It's right up his alley. It's got that creepy vibe to it. It's got a little bit of a creepy vibe to it. So I'm, I'm definitely down. It's his artwork. You know, you can spot his artwork from a mile away. So yeah. I really like that one, and I'm trying to remember. I think I read one more, but no, no, I I have not read that because then I stopped in on Wednesday to uh, pick up the Green Lantern that came out uh, this week. So, okay, yeah, I got those two ones to read, and that's part of the uh, uh, the Donna DC line. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yep. That's all. They're both Donna DC, and then uh, yeah, I'm just upset. I missed the Superman number one that came, or you know, I think it was like what issue 1050 or something like that, or was that action? I can't. I guess that was action comics. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was action. Because I missed all that stuff, one. and I didn't pick up. Like, I'm get, did Batman a uh, new Batman number one come out or something like that with Donna no, DC? No, and they're gonna stick with the legacy numbering on that. Okay. So I think I don't think it actually becomes Donna DC until the next one, which is 901. Oh really? Okay. See, yeah, I'm. I just gotta make sure. I, and me and him had a good conversation. So the, some of the information I shared with you about what his uh, sales taxes were, because on Wednesday we stopped and I had a conversation about it. And uh, because what's funny is that Funko I was talking about, he has his uh, POS system set up where he's got you as on a rewards club thing, so you earn points to get free things and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, it sends you an email receipt. And we were walking out, and the kid had to go to the bathroom. We had to rush to find a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, we just were gone and he was busy because the, the store was packed. He had in a writer and an artist that had released a book. I don't, I wish I would remember the name to share with you, but a local, you know, local team that did their own book and they were yeah. trying to sell. Um, when I get home and I read the email with the receipt on it, he'd never even charged us for the Funko. So oh, wow. I was like, Hey man, I, I, I got to do right by you. You're a new business. You're trying to survive. Like every dollar counts. you got to charge me for that stuff. Maybe. Yeah. And I'd feel super guilty if we just kind of took it, you know, took inventory from me without paying for it. Yeah. And so he's, you know, all appreciative of that. And then uh, just kind of talking about pulling holes and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, and for customers that are like me that just come in for very specific books just yeah. every now and then when they come out or like, you know, Nemesis, it's a limited run, but I'm coming in to pick up those. Yeah. And I'll probably pick up the number ones, but I won't get the ongoings. I just like getting the number ones to see if they were good. 
Yeah. And then you know, I should read the trades from the library. But, you know, when I can help out the local shop when I can, but also keep in mind, I can't afford to do the, the pools like they I used to. So I know so, I've, since I've been buying all the uh, Donna DC books, just to figure out which ones I want to read. Yeah. I think we like me and the kids, we dropped like 50 bucks the weekend before free comic book day. See? Exactly. So you gotta be, you gotta be careful because otherwise yep. you go back down the rabbit hole and once you get in, you're like, it's hard to get back out. You don't want to get back out because it's right. fun. And then I prefer, like I said, we, you and I, we both prefer because then when I c- came home that day from the shop on Saturday, the house smelled like you could smell it when you walk by the kitchen yeah. table. I put all the books has that, you know, what smell I'm talking about. It's, yep. it's the I ink do. in the paper. So, and that's that smell that you love having, but man, it's a, it's an expensive, dangerous smell <laughs> to, to have around the house. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it doesn't help that like Flash comes out every two weeks instead of monthly. Yeah, and when they oh the biweekly ones, yeah. I hate when they do yeah. that, man. Because it, it's hard because it's hard to afford that, and you know, and then they have the uh, variant covers right behind it where a three ninety nine book is four or five ninety nine something like that. And you're like, oh, I love that cover a lot more than I like this cover, and then you're like, ah, oh, what do you do? This is like, ah. well, I yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm having to teach the kids. You got to look at the cover that you're grabbing because yeah. sometimes they're more expensive. Yep, and I had, I had that same lesson on Saturday yeah, when we went to free comic book day because Brody's like, he's asking me, he's like, I'm like, which cover do you like the best? And he's like, and he's like, well, they're the same book. And I was like, yeah, they're all the same book. And I go, do you know why they do that? He's like, no, why would they do that? And I'm like, because for collectors, they want you to buy every single cover yep. so that you have all the ones. Because what if you like all three covers? You might end up buying all three. So you're spending, you know, triple what you would normally just to have what you like. And just, he's like, oh, man, that's dirty. I was like, no, it's business, kid. <laughs> business yeah and then they explain to them all the like uh incentive variants that if they order so many copies they get this one that's very limited and because yeah, there's true. a huge market for those too yeah no you're, you're not wrong i i was i used to listen to a star Wars book podcast and they would talk mm-hmm. about everything coming out and one of the things the guy did is he buy every cover of every star Wars comic no, he did. And oh. he would track down those uh, incentive variants. And I'm like, dude, you spent so much money and I, storing that stuff. I know. that That's one of the things. Is storing is one thing. I mean, affording is one, but the other part is storing where you put all that crap. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm always curious. Are those guys just very successful in their careers and they can, they can swing it? Or is it a matter of, are they single? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't have any other obligations in their life. So... It's tough, man. It's a tough thing when you gotta go. Ah, what do I gotta do? Pay tuition for the kid to go to school or buy comics? I guess I gotta pay for the kid to go to school. <laughs> yeah. So, so the uh, Bat- the Batman nine hundred episode or issue was pretty cool because uh-huh. Batman was going through the multiverse and he went uh, eighty nine and sixty six. Hmm. When did that come out? Is that was that out a few weeks ago at this point? Um, I, I picked it up last weekend, so oh, I, so I guess two weeks out? now. Yeah. Well, I might have to go see if I can find it then. Yeah, yeah, it's the final part of uh, Zerdeski's uh, second run on the book or second arc. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then I got I he actually gave me, he's like, hey man, do you just want this? And it's, oh, it was a previews book. I don't know if you've ever seen the previews books from yeah. the shop. They're super thick. Yep. I was like, I've never even seen one before. But um, I wanted to share that with you. I just don't have it anywhere near me right now. But yeah, man, there's I can't wait to look through that. I was like. I have hard enough time just reading the comics, let alone what's coming out soon. <laughs> you know, it's hard to keep up with all that stuff. Well, at Bugs, they have out the DC Connect and the Marvel, whatever it is, mm-hmm. where it's got all solicitations for everything coming out. So I usually grab that just to to see, hey, what's coming. 
Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was a fun weekend. It was a fun weekend for comics. It was good to be able to go. It, was, it felt good to go on the hunt again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just go on the hunt, you know. And then I, I stopped for a second to look at uh, back issues. And it was fun to show the kids the covers to some old comics. Yeah. That just look. And they're, they're, they just hit you in the face different than the, the current stuff does. Like, the current stuff is just so sharp. And it looks great. It's almost like art pieces versus yeah. this stuff is just like smashes you right in the face, dude. This just comes at you, <laughs> you know. And, and, and some of those old ones were like. The cover has nothing to do with what's inside the book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was fun. And I, like, yeah, I was trying to explain them. Yeah, these are the back issues. The ones that are out here are the ones they just, they're trying to move because they got no more room in the store. Yep. <laughs> they're trying to get anything they can get out of it. Yep. Those are the, the back in the day, they were the quarter books, right? The quarter pens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's a dollar, I guess. They're dollar bins now versus a quarter, but whatever. Yeah. So. But then we finished on uh, Free Comic Book Day with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Nice. Very, very nice. And um, have not seen it. Obviously, I've <laughs> not seen it. And then, of course, there was this weekend being Mother's Day. I was like, I, don't, I haven't broached the subject yet going, so do you want to spend Mother's Day, your day, <laughs> going to go see a movie that I want to go see? <laughs> I don't know if that's a wise decision to make, but um, I'm sure she wants to see it too. But maybe I don't know about on Mother's Day or not. Yeah. Um, like, so what's your and I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. But, um, what's your non-spoiler review? What can you give me that you can not spoil it with? I really liked it. Um, probably the second best Guardians movie. Best best thing they've put out of Phase Four and Five, easily. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because I can't remember. Were you disappointed with Ant Man? No, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um. It it just didn't have the wow factor when you walked out with a lot of the, the first three movies. Does this have a wow factor, or is this just like a, or does this feel like a? It didn't have any continuance point because it's just kind of like they're disbanding this group of guardians, and if they were going to do another guardians property, new director, maybe even a new team with different actors in the roles, kind of thing. Nah, I can't comment on that. Oh boy. Okay. Um. No, but you walk out feeling. You do feel a sense of completion. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was reading; it might have been Nerdist, but they said it didn't feel like an MCU movie. It felt like a James Gunn movie, uh, which okay. which is how you feel about all the Guardians movies, really. When you think about it, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, they kind of do sit out on the fringe. You know, they do yep. kind of send, and do their own thing. So, um, everybody was everybody's back. Um, can you give me like, without spoiling, what the relationship between Gamora? Star Lord and Nebula. How was that? That was kind of weird what they were kind of doing in the preview. But they did they lean into that quite a lot, or was that kind of a overdone in the preview kind of thing? Don't give too much attention to that. No, they lean into it. They lean into it. Yeah. Okay. So eh, I don't know. I'm gonna like that. Um, how was Adam Warlock? Was he was he a worthy addition to the MCU? I was a little underwhelmed by him because okay. he's such like a prominent person in the whole Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that way in this. Um, I guess the best it's way to it's, it's not the, the the sovereign. Now it makes sense when we read our we did our little breakdown of Adam Warlock in the last episode. Yeah, where the sovereign made more sense in Guardians Two. I was like, oh, this now all connects and makes a lot of sense where all this happens. But what's the guy, the main villain with the things on the side of his head? The uh, high the evolutionary. Guy, the high evolutionary is he our main bad guy in the movie? Yes, he is. Okay, just make and I don't. That's not a spoiler. I think no. that was that's in the trailer. So you kind of yeah. I just keep forgetting his name. And High Evolutionary was the guy that I thought 
created Adam Warlock from our, if I remember correctly, from our rundown last time. I don't think he created him, but I think he he I don't want to say experimented on him, but okay. kind of turned him into the character he became. The Magus, Magus character right. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah okay. No, well, we talked about that. And, and if Magus ends up in this film, that's not going to be a spoiler or anything like that because it follows the, the material. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting. But yeah, without you telling me, which I please yeah, don't. I'm not. But um, that's what I'm guessing. And I'm glad that we kind of did our dive in on it last time. So at least I have some background knowledge of what I'm going into here. Yeah. Now is that is that going to spoil it for me that now that I've done my background no. research on this? No. no. Okay. No, it won't impact it at all. Okay. Um, the one thing that well i guess in the comic i don't know if high evolutionary was a human okay. um but he had a human base which was mount wondergore from dr strange and the multiverse of madness oh okay where, where the final showdown was with scarlet witch well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah because he actually i think he raises wanda and pietro in the comic book before mm. they get back with magneto mm. okay so they have ties to him so I'm curious to see if that would play down the line somehow too. Okay. Yeah. No. So I hope. Yeah. I hope there's some threads. I hope they did some some threads to get back into the. You know, keep getting them back with the MCU somehow. You know, putting yeah. it all back together. Because um, that's I think what we've been missing a lot ever since Endgame. We just haven't been building a. We're not. It doesn't feel like we're building towards anything. You know? I I feel more recently it feels like it with um, Kang. Hmm. But apparently, like I think we're gonna start really seeing it all pull together, okay, going forward because okay. of King. Hopefully, that, that'd be nice because that's what makes it special. That's what makes MCU stand out, you know. Yeah. As far as interconnecting everything, so I guess so. You liked it. It sounds like it was very emotional because I got that. I heard from one review, lots of crying from the theater, <laughs> lots of crying in the theater. There, there were no tears flowing, but my eyes were watery for like the last yeah. fifteen minutes. Okay, so there you have that. And then uh, what about our end credits? How many did we, did we get? Two, two, three? How many did we get? Two? Yep, mid-credit okay. and end credit. Okay, impactful and cool, and like you're like you're psyched about what's coming next or kind of just like, aha, little little tag-ons? Um, no, they, they set up things for the future. They do? Okay. Was I excited about them? I don't really know. Okay. It's hard to say just because I know James Gunn is not involved with anything coming Okay, well let's do this. Oh, and I forgot we forgot to do this earlier, and that's my bad. Out of five pint glasses, how many how many pints are we given your beer? I'd give it four. Give it four. Well, that's a boom. I even like that one. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, so four out of five on that, and then let's go. Out of five nebulas, how many how many nebulas do you give Guardians of the Galaxy? Four and a half. Whoa! Wow, that's really high. Because I do. Do you give Guardians one of five out of five? I, yeah, I do. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then two, I'd probably give three, seven, five to four, somewhere in there. All right. Because it, the thing that I liked a lot about two was when they started to touch on the celestials, right? Yeah. And I thought we were going to go somewhere with that. We really haven't, right? Um, I guess the only thing really, I, we touched on it quite a bit in the Eternals. Well, but, that's why. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but, but, wouldn't you think celestials would be one of the. What? Hmm. Uh, you froze up. Those way bigger picture things that all the MCU be touching on. Oh, here's my back. Yeah, oh. you're back. Okay. Um, a bigger, maybe, but I mean, it's something they could have 
they could be laying seeds for it for a long time and they haven't. Um, okay. I was the Eagle a celestial. I, I don't remember if he technically was or not. Yeah, he's okay. celestial. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I always hear celestial and I think of like the Jack Kirby robot style. I thought yeah. I thought ego was something else. Well, I'm just saying for the MCU and the MCU. Though, yeah. yeah, that's what they said he was. So, yeah. so, hmm. okay, so four and a half out of five. Wow. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I, I yeah, we'll get to it. We just haven't just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, need to get around to it. I'm, I gosh, and that's something we haven't done yet. We need to do our summer movie. Have we done a summer movie preview episode? Yeah, I think we ran through. You ran through some of it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to remember what we've got coming down the pike here. Um, which, well, we got... It's I forgot. Yeah, we've got Guardians and we got Flash, right? Flash is next month? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Nothing big this weekend, it looks like. I've got my, my nerd calendar pulled up on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, next Friday is uh, Fast X. Pass. Pass. Hard pass. Um, the following Friday, The Little Mermaid and The Machine. Machine? I God, I, I want to support him so much, and I hope his movie makes money so that he doesn't get trashed, because I just don't think people are going to go to the theater for it. I just don't think Probably not. Go. I mean, I'm not going to go to I bet you they're going to find, it's going to find its audience. It's going to be huge on streaming or oh, something yeah. like, you know, it's, it's going to find its audience. I know it will. It's just I don't think it'll do well in the theater. Yeah. Um, June 2nd, we got uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Ah, there you go. So that's that, coming. That's coming. That's out next soon. big one. Yeah, that's next big one. Okay. Um, following weekend is uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Uh, the weekend after that, uh, Asteroid City, which is the w- new Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> no. um, Elemental. <laughs> and, Elemental. Yeah, I want to see that one. And then Extraction Two on Netflix. Mm. It's the Hemsworth. Yeah, I, uh, I I still need to see the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the first one yet. And then the weekend after that, the twenty third, we got the Flash, and the weekend after that, we got Indiana Jones. Oh my god! I don't think I don't think anyone in the family. I, I might get the kids to go see it. I know Jen just has no desire to go see Indiana Jones uh, the, in the theater. She'll probably watch it when it's at home. But yeah, go it. we'll probably go for that one. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the Flash the most. I think to be honest with, you. it's so sad that that's the one I'm most excited about, but. I oh shocking Batman's in it, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, well, Spider Verse is right there with with it for me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be fun. I think that's gonna be a fun movie. Yeah, but yeah, well, I'm gonna see that one too. So, all right, there's your there's our non spoilerific one. I guess I need to see it so we can really dive into it and kind of go over it. I'm looking forward to saying how it goes on to build our next steps in the MCU. Yeah. So, you got anything else on your agenda for the evening? Um, just wanted to touch on the writer strike a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of um. I've been listening to a uh, Smith's podcast with Bernardin on it just to get educated about what's going on. Yeah, and it made a lot of sense, and it's something to really be worried about. <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest part I think that people aren't paying attention to was the one that really shocked me was the whole AI and Chat GPT. Yeah, basically, the when he, I guess how he described it was. Chat GBT, take every police procedural ever written, you know, or produced in the history of television and write me a new one. And then it spits it out. It spits something out. And instead of having a writer's room with, you know, six, seven people writing the episodes, one guy goes back through and edits or revises and chops it up or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, and that's just what businesses would do. They would cut corners or find a way to, 
Oh, yeah. Not pay somebody or pay just as the least amount of people as possible. <coughs> Excuse me. And produce material that way. And that's a, that's a true fear. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really true fear, which is why this whole AI push, that's just, just push the brakes, man. Yeah. Just please brakes. Because if it's a tool to be used to help and make you better at your job, great. But if it's going to just straight up and flat out replace humans. What are we doing here, guys? <laughs> it's, it's like a bad sci-fi movie, man. It's, it's scary, to be honest with you. So I have some coworkers that have played around with the the chat AI, and mm-hmm. they did uh, Real Men of Genius commercials. Yeah. And so they'd put okay. in some kind of topic, and it would spit out hilarious what could have been actual Budweiser commercials. That's scary, dude. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> but there. <coughs> But the problem is none of it's original thoughts. No. <coughs> none of it's original material. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, and then I guess how are we going to be impacted from like TVs and movies and whatnot? So I've heard uh, uh, right off the bat, a lot of the things that were impacted were your late night talk shows, uh, Saturday Night Live, stuff um, that – comes out quickly uh south park i heard is going to be impacted pretty hard oh yeah that would because they're yeah they're and they're topical every week yeah. so yeah so i the the first thing i found was 13 shows confirmed to be affected and so mm-hmm. like it's got your jimmy kimmel lives tonight show stephen colbert seth myers those type of things but then it's got stranger things big mouth cobra kai abbott elementary um and yellow jackets which Yellow Jacks is, is really popular. I don't know yeah. anything about it. I just know it's popular. Yeah, um, I don't. And then season, I guess season five is just delayed for Stranger Things, right? I guess it's going to be. Um, but since this, um, Tony Gilroy said he's stopped production on Andor season two. Mm-hmm. And Marvel. No, is he walking away completely or just stopping production? Uh, they're just stopping production until the strike's over. Because, okay. okay. I mean, they're the, everything's written. They were getting ready to start filming. Oh, okay. Um, right. And then uh, Blade has been put on hold because of it. How long are we going to wait for this damn <laughs> Mahershala Ali is going to be about 80 years old when this thing is actually ready to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, God. But it, it, it was just weird that that was the first movie that said, hey, we're, we're impacted by this. Because everything is, I think for the most part, it's all TV shows. Yeah. So like Secret Invasion, all that was that impact. I don't know. No, because that's all done. That comes out. Uh-oh. That comes okay. out pretty soon, actually. Okay. So yeah, no, it it just stinks. And then I get what they were saying in regards to the residual model has kind of gone away. And I was like, yeah, imagine that big corporations they're going to pay you once and pay you as least amount that they can, and then they're going to use your material and there's no residual model because right. it just lives on there. You put it all out once and it's not like they're picking up for reruns. There isn't, there's no such thing as reruns on the streaming model, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I'm sure they get paid decently for shows that are streamed when they initially come out, uh-huh. but those things just sit out there. And so you get your initial payment for it, but you don't make anything from the millions of views that come years later. Well, so, I think they were also complaining about their, the, the, the metrics and the data trying to figure out how many people actually watch what yeah. I do. And they keep that kind of under wraps. Yeah. Cause all, all you hear is, Oh, this is our new top show. 
And so, yeah, they're saying that it doesn't help them to not have that information when they go in for negotiations. Yeah. They want to go in and go, hey, I've produced X amount of top 10 streaming shows. I have, you know, how many views? Yeah. But it's it's difficult also if you think from, I guess, from the corporate side of things, uh, that if they're not charging for commercials, which I don't, does Netflix offer a commercial package? I think they're going to start. I don't know if it's, if it's started yet, but they've announced that it's, for for a cheaper membership, you can get ads. And so same thing with HBO and for Hulu and get the ad version of yeah. it. Okay. Because, I mean, that's something that from a corporate side going, well, to go to our advertisers, I have to be able to show them, you know, that the show that you wrote, you know, all that stuff. But if they're not doing it that way and there are no advertisers to sell to, does that change the model about how you pay? You know, yeah. which it obviously did, but... It's just weird. It's just, you know, technology changed an industry just like it always does. And then, but they were trying to get paid on the old model and they really couldn't come up with a new one. And I guess that's where we're at with the strike is we need to come up with either a new algorithm or model that says, this is how much my work is worth. Yeah. Or, or (laughs) the question is, is there a way that you go, I, I'm the Duffer brothers, right? Say I'm the Duffer brothers. And if I can raise capital somehow and I make stranger things, but I don't, and I'm not saying that product come up with a different IP. Right. Say I make, say I come up with water bottles, the name of the freaking show. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with you not paying me enough. I pay to produce my own work. I'm the writer, but I'm also going to produce my own thing. And I stream it on my dufferbrothers.com. Yeah. Are we going to go to that model where if you want to get a mm. property from somebody it's their own intellectual property. Do they produce it themselves? And we get it different way. Like, like what, st- what stand-up comedians were doing for a while there. Yeah. What we were doing was they'd say, if you want to watch my special, instead of selling it to comedy central, who took all the money, you know, yeah. I got just one flat fee. I'll put it on my website. You pay me five bucks to be able to view it one time. Or I'll start a Patreon and go about it that way. Possibly. Yeah. You know, like, well, yeah, there's plenty of like the GoFundMe stuff. Yeah. Like what Bernard did with his short film, right? Yeah. He had to hit a certain mark before he could produce the movie, right? Right. And so you get a production credit, you're on the film, right? I, yeah. I'm a quote unquote producer because I gave money to it. So I, who knows what could come of this? I mean, could we see a change to something like that where it would have to be original IP, obviously. You couldn't yeah. do something that's already owned. Like the Star Wars, you can't produce your own Star Wars. So I guess you still need a new model somehow. But will this force writers and just creators to go, hey, I created something. I'm not going to sell to the big studios anymore because we're not getting paid what we should get paid. Yeah, I'll just release it on my own. And that way I set my own rate of what I think I'm worth versus what the market thinks I'm worth. Kind of so my, my question about it is, though, someone like the Duffer Brothers got – huge success from stranger things they can do whatever they want they're going to get paid now but it's the the rest of the writer's room that doesn't really make as much on it so those are the people that are really going to be impacted by this yeah i know it's true and then what the 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 example they gave where if you were a feature writer let's say you sell a movie script for two hundred thousand, great but then you always forget agents manager all those people that get a cut of that. And then let's say you don't write another script that gets picked up for two years. Yeah. But take your net bottom line and divide it over two years worth of time while trying to live in LA. Yeah. 
whatever. <laughs> you better move to you better move to flyover country because you can't afford to live out there. You can write from wherever <laughs> somewhere cheaper. Yeah. Right. Yep. I guess you have to be there for the, the sale. I guess you have to be there for the sales pitch. You, that's all you're doing. You're, you're not only are you a writer, you're a salesman. You yeah. have to be able to sell yourself and sell you not only sell yourself and your, your material, but sell yourself saying, Hey, this is why you should believe in me and my product and why I, this will work. You know? I think some of that's changed though, because of the pandemic and they'll do a lot more virtual I guess, than they know, used to. That would make more sense <laughs> instead yeah. of trying to live out in LA and make it happen that way. My God, yeah. trying to live off of, you know, a one year salary, but spread it over 24 months. What? That's wow. That's a lot to ask. Yeah. <laughs> So no, it stinks. It's, it stinks, but I'm glad. I mean, you, at least this time we have a better understanding of why it's happening, especially with the threat of AI coming in. Yeah, you know the streaming, the streaming wars, and having to make sure you get your your cut for that, and the days of making all your residuals where you get paid for something that you did 20 years ago. Really, that's kind of going to go away, I guess. So it'll be interesting. I hope it's not a long one because then if it's a really long strike. And I guess the, the one good thing is we can catch up on a lot of material that we haven't seen, I guess. Right. <laughs> There's nothing new coming out. Yeah. But how many shows in production are going to get derailed be, because of this? Oh, like they'll get the, like the lost treatment. Right. Cause yeah, that's why I didn't want to like or, lost or heroes. Yeah. See, yeah. It's kind of just drops off yep. the face of the earth. Cause you're like, well, we just didn't do it. We're not going to work on that anymore. Yeah. I don't know because that's, uh, that's we- well, and see that the streaming model changed that. Where yeah. when you produce a whole season at a time and not just episodes at a time, yeah, where we go on mid-season break, right? We we have a twenty-two episode season and we're on break at episode eleven. Well, no, in the streaming model, I think it's usually all done before they release, but then they can yeah. just choose to release it a week at a time or do the binge model, get it all at once. Yeah, I think that changed it. To be honest with you, yeah. Here, think so, about this: those writers in the office, they probably make. They probably don't make a ton from syndication on Comedy Central, even though it's on yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. But they've talked about how Netflix had brought it to a whole new generation, and like mm-hmm. my kids know know it through Netflix and Peacock. Yeah, they aren't making anything off that. Nope. Because well, and plus you're not giving like I don't know if before they had. I wonder if it was right into their contract for the physical physical media like the DVDs. Yeah, did they get a cut? You know, did they get some pay when someone bought a DVD of the season or something like that? Yeah. But now that's just out there in the world all the time. Yeah, yeah. they don't get it. They don't get a dime, I guess, right? Yeah. But yet, what they, they like if you took Netflix, you know, I don't know how many subscribers, like two hundred and what they say in the millions, right? The yeah, million subscribers, something like that. Something like that. Like Fifteen bucks a month or something like that. I mean. Yeah. That's monthly that much coming. But then you but then if I'm on the corporate side, well, how much do you think all this material costs me to put on my service? You know? Well, yeah. So, and then factor in making their own stuff now too. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah, exactly. And then the funny thing was what they say about Amazon, where basically Amazon's like, This is just a side project for us. We don't yeah. need this. <laughs> Apple, same thing with Apple. This is just something extra. Yeah. You know, just to offer people just to get them on the uh because what I think Apple TV is, they don't even care if you want Apple TV. They want you to subscribe to like Apple life so that you get your Apple iPhone, you have your, yep. your iPad, your Macintosh, and then you are, you know, you have the nest or whatever their, their thing is called. Yeah. The Apple home pod. And that's, they want you on all their platforms yep. right? and then putting that's just a f- kind of throw in thing. Yep. So it's not like they don't know what they're doing. Right. Right. <laughs> so, 
We'll see. We'll, we'll see. It sounded like what he said was September was when this thing was the target date at the latest, maybe to kind of get resolved because then at that point the actors start striking, I guess. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it was like the SAG and then the Directors Guild or something like that. They'll start striking at that point. But Man. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But this is all just for the make-believe stuff, which <laughs> what the good part about that is, is, well, to be honest with you, actual books and comic books, you know, those will not be impacted. So yeah. maybe like <laughs> with a guy like Kevin Smith, he'll start focusing on writing comic books again, maybe because <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, his quick stop thing, his masquerade thing. He was uh, advertising the hardcovers coming out for that as a collected edition. Cause I guess all the issues have come out now. Yeah. I guess. Well, Cause I'll pick it up that way. So the uh, individual issues. Yeah. But, so yeah, we'll see. And then maybe you'll just get more people trying different things, you know, instead of being writing for a TV show, I'm going to write a book or I'll write a, you know, write a comic. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So I got nothing else. You got anything? No, no. And as, as far as homework goes, the only thing I've been doing is, uh, is a uh, succession. Like I told you, I'm still crushing through that. I've actually caught up where it's the final season, but I didn't realize all the episodes have not come out yet, and I'm on episode seven. I think there's ten this season, so now I've got to uh, wait. I got to wait three weeks, you know, week by week to finish up the season and yeah. end the series. So we'll see. And then I got. I have. I have so many recommendations of what to watch after that kind of thing. Yeah. And then of course the books and the comics try to keep up with that. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any homework? Um, I've knocked down some movies. I mean, we got caught up on Ted Lasso. <laughs> on what? Ted Lasso. Oh, you got caught up. Okay, yes. cool. Which, you know, I don't know if we watched last week's episode or not yet. Um, we, just before we started, I finished up uh, yesterday's episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, is that, was that the season finale on yesterday? Or are, we getting, no. are we getting close to season finale? I think we're getting close to I think that was episode nine. I think there's 12. Oh, okay. So, we still got some time. Yeah. Good, good, good. good. This season has been good, but I haven't enjoyed it as much as the first two. I, it's hard to capture the magic of the first season. It really um, is hard to capture that magic. The the first two seasons, I think, focused on the team more, and they've gone more in solo stories here. Yeah. Until yeah. the Amsterdam episode, and then then I'm like, I'm all back in. <laughs> Coach Beard, though. Oh my god. I want that episode of him there. You don't know what happened, and I'm dying to see it. But then there was the clip of the kid. Wasn't the kid like the um. The locker room attendant kid wasn't he dressed as Coach Beard and he put like paper yeah. on his face? Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, talking like him. Oh my god, so funny, man. Oh man, yeah. I love it. So so yeah, no, and I've I, I it's still Ted Lasso though. It's still so good. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've knocked down a bunch of movies. So I did watch Always Be My Maybe after you talked about it. How was the Keanu scene though? Keanu was great in it. Right, he was he, so good. He made the whole movie, I think. Him yeah, and I uh, Randall Park singing as the musician, because yeah. he's he is a rapper. Oh, Randall Park is. Yes, his uh, rap name is Sitcom Dad, and he does <laughs> rapping with uh, lyrics born on a San Francisco an Asian rapper. So he's rapped That's on one of his nice. albums before. That's funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoyed so, it though. Yeah. Um. There was an HBO movie, I think it's 10 years old at this point. It's called Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. Never heard of that one. It, I think it was a British movie, too, because the whole cast was British, except for Anna Faris. 
Okay. Um, it was entertaining. Not, I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it. It was kind of weird. Funny moments in it, but overall just okay. Okay. Um, I'd listened to a podcast with uh, Ryan Johnson. Um, okay. So I we showed the kids Looper. It's so good. Which is a great one. That's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he also talked about the first big movie he did was called Brothers Bloom. It had Mark Ruffalo and um, Adrian Brody and Rachel Weiss, and it's uh, two brothers who are con artists, and they're trying to take this, take Rachel Weiss on this big con, and Adrian Brody falls for her. Huh? It's it was pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's on HBO Max. Okay. I think that's that's two thousand eight. That's an old one. Yeah. So that it was pre Looper. I. It it was good. Okay, I I really enjoyed it. It's it's not shot like uh, it's not very clean looking. It looks like it was made not quite home video, but uh-huh. grainier. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I watched this weird movie called Dave Made a Maze. We talked about that. Wasn't that why did we why did we talk I about I think that? I texted you about it that I watched it. It's about this okay. this woman comes home from a weekend away and her boyfriend is in a cardboard box in their living room. Mm-hmm. And he's like talking to her and he's like, Don't come in. And she's like, Why? He's like, I don't know what happened, but I'm totally lost. <laughs> and so it just looks like a cardboard box and she arranges a uh rescue party for him and they go in and all of a sudden this place is just massive and it's huh. like booby trapped but like every time someone gets killed it it's not animated but like a woman's arm gets cut off and like yarn comes shooting out like it's blood there's it a 2017 american fantasy adventure comedy horror film so many different genres yes. it's just, it's on. It, it was weird i enjoyed it i don't think you probably would it sounds out there, dude. Yeah. It sounds a little out there. Um, but, and then I, there's another one. I found this. Um, it does have Nick Thune. I, I don't know why. This guy looks super familiar. I like recognize people, but i never seen him in anything. Oh, he's a, he's a stand-up. I've okay. seen one of his pictures. I bet you I've seen a little bit of a stand-up comedy is what it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then I found this one called Brigby Bear. It's by Kyle Mooney who's on Saturday Night Live. He's a really weird-looking guy. He wrote the movie and produced it. I don't. He didn't direct it. Got Mark Hamill in it. Yes. So he is a guy that grows up watching this show called Brigby Bear. Okay. Well, right off the bat, the police stormed the house. He was uh, kidnapped as a child, and he okay. lived with Mark Hamill... And whoever his wife was, I don't remember. I'd seen her and stuff, but I can't think of who she is. And he was lived in like a underground bunker with these people. And his dad, Mark Hamill, would made this whole show for him to keep him keep him content living there, not knowing he was kidnapped. Hmm. So, um, so he goes back and lives with his family, and he asks about Brigby Bear, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And the police tell him, yeah, apparently he was filming this for you for your whole life. And so he 
Weird. He's <laughs> struggling to find his place in the world, and he decides he's going to finish the story. Okay. So uh, he, um, his biological parents don't understand him. Uh, he connects with his sister over it and one of her friends. It's a very heartfelt movie. It's really weird, but the ending is the ending was really good, really touching. I I enjoyed it. So it's got Greg Kinnear in it as well. Yes, he's he's the um, police officer that gets him back with his real family. And that's just funny because the reason why I looked him up was because I was like, what what did I just see him in? He plays a police officer in that show Blackbird I was telling you about. Yeah. So yeah, okay, interesting. All right. Then, yeah, you've been you've been going down the weird movie hole. That's yeah. Been well, because I, I watched Brothers Bloom and then this one popped up on there, so I'm like, oh, really? It. The the bear head looked kind of weird, so I was just my, well. I watched a trailer for it. Okay, this is interesting enough. I'll go watch it. Okay. And then the last one was on Netflix. A man called Otto, Tom Hanks. That's that's been popular. I've heard more than one people on on the socials talking about that. Oh one. my god, so, it was good. I mean, it's your Tom Hanks performance. Because um, he's a he's a cranky old man, so he's not he's not exactly Grand Torino old cranky old man. No. But, I saw the the preview. He's standing in line at a hardware store where he wants to buy like five feet of rope, but they sell it by the yard. Yeah. So they're going to charging him for for two yards. Yes. <laughs> he goes, I didn't buy two yards. I'm not going to pay for two yards. And some dude in line goes, let me give you the 30 cents so we can move this along. <laughs> yeah. And he wouldn't <laughs> accept it because it was, it would invalidate his point. Exactly. <laughs> so he, he's an old curmudgeon. Um, yeah. He's a widower. Yeah. Um, and he has no purpose to live because his wife died. Mm. And so it's flashbacks of how he meets his wife and they get to this point. And then it's him trying to find ways to kill himself while interacting with his neighbors who kind of pull him out of it. Yeah. No, this sounds, that sounds good. And Tom Hanks sounds like he's going to be amazing. And so yeah, it's it's on the radar aware of it. Totally need to watch it. I'll, I'll get around to it. Highly sounds like that one sounds. See, of all the things you watch, this one's the one that sounds the most up my alley. Yes. yes, it's an old, it's a man, an old curmudgeon. <laughs> so yes. like, yes, right up my alley. Nice. <laughs> and he played it so well. Yeah. Well, it's Tom Hanks, man. Come on. Yeah. Man. And the one I really want to get around to watching too is the uh, Chris Evans one on Apple. I need to get around yes. to watching that. Ghosted. Yeah. Did you watch that one yet? No, we haven't. It's it's oh. one we've talked about frequently. Yeah. So yeah, see so if we get around that one. So. No man, that's I, I don't have much to share. I haven't I haven't done much to be able to. I, I, you asked me what am I spending all my time? It's, it's it's I I Jay I went through almost four seasons of TV in the period we've been talking. So that's yeah, all my time and that's what sucks when you're so far behind on something. It kind of takes up all the time on yeah. everything else. So, but I can highly recommend it. I'm telling you, it's one of those HBO ones where when we always do our HBO rankings of best TV shows. Yeah, it's, it's pretty up there in my opinion. It's it's classic HBO. I, I'm going to do it when it's all done. And I recommend it that way. It makes it more enjoyable that way. Although, although it kind of wears on you because it gets a little repetitive a yeah. little bit in regards to everything that's going on, but still it's easier to remember everything. Yeah. And that way you don't have to try to jog your memory about what happened. So yeah, highly recommend it that way. So, all right. But I don't know. That's all I got for you, man. Yeah. Uh, I got, all right. That's all I got too. Okay, cool. All right, man. Until next time. All See right. you. See you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. 
This week's featured song is Begging Me by Lone Wolf. (laughs) 